0: And I think that when you kind of learn the rhythm that a photographer shoots in and you sort of develop this little bit of a dance, which is fun, and you can actually sort of mind-read each other. like, (laughs) 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 And it's a really cool thing. When I work with a photographer a lot, I sort of learn what is
1: that. This photography podcast is brought to you by Frames, quarterly printed photography magazine. Here is your today's host, W. Scott Olson, with another fascinating conversation. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another podcast from Frames Magazine. My name is Scott Olson, and today we are doing a podcast extra. We're going to go off in a direction that we haven't gone before, because there's one question that keeps coming up, uh, and today we're going to try and... and approach and answer to it. Today, we're talking with Eliza Hartman. Eliza is a world-class, absolutely A-list fashion model. She has walked runways in New York and Paris and London. She's been all over print uh, editorial and commercial magazines and catalogs. She's having the kind of career that every model, I believe, uh, aspires to. And Full disclosure, uh, Eliza is a graduate of Concordia College in Minnesota, where I happen to teach. So I have known Eliza since her freshman year in college, and it's been a real pleasure to sort of watch her career develop. Uh, Now living in New York, Eliza is represented by Fusion, a modeling agency there in New York. Eliza, how are you doing today? How's life out in New York today?
0: Hi, Scott. It's great. I actually had kind of a perfect New York day this morning. I went for a run over the Brooklyn Bridge, so... (laughs) I sometimes like to remember these perfect New York days, and that was one of them.
1: Oh, well, just to make the day even sweeter for you, Eliza, here back in Minnesota, we were just issued a blizzard warning. So (laughs) of course, (laughs) it it is the middle of winter as we are recording this. Eliza, you and I have talked about uh, modeling quite a bit over the years, and I'm not surprised at all that the question comes up all the time from photographers who are not accustomed to working with models, about how that interaction really goes and and when it goes well. There are obviously, you know, thousands of photographers working in the fashion industry. You know, they get it. But there's a number of us working in landscape or street or still life or whatever that don't regularly work with models. And yet an idea comes along and you say, boy, you know, I I would love if if I knew a model who could do fill in the blank. And don't know who to call. Don't know how to talk to him. Don't. I mean, I don't know how to instruct a model in what my vision might be to get his or her input back to me. So let, let's talk about modeling in 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 photography, but from the model's point of view, and and, and let's begin with where. The reality is for somebody in your career right now, when you go out onto a shoot, what kind of preparation is there and how many people are there making that shoot work?
0: So a typical day for me, I first of all find out what I'm doing usually within a week of that job. So it's a lot of last minute um, preparation. And if I have to travel, I might you know, be working on plane tickets and everything. So there's not really a lot of mental prep for a job, I kind of just show up as myself and there's usually about six to eight people on a shoot. Typically, I've been on shoots as small as three and as big as 65. So (laughs) um, generally there's photographer and model, obviously. Then there will be hair, makeup and styling, a producer and maybe a representative from the brand. And a lot of those people could also have various assistants with them. But the numbers could change. It's just generally about six people. And a typical morning, we will start with hair and makeup. The art director, or you know, kind of the person who's running the shoot might say, This is what we want it to look like. And then eventually I'll be working with the photographer. We might do some testing of the light and everything to kind of get the day figured out. And I think that. That part of the morning is sort of important for getting to know the people that you're working with. And then you'll sort of just get into a groove of the day and everybody kind of starts slow and figures everything out. And then you move on quickly from there as people are into the rhythm of it. Um, So that is, I guess, how it usually goes.
1: Okay. Well, but th- tell me how the idea works, because when you, when you're talking about all those people, I'm thinking every single one of them is or is a wannabe art director, and they've all got their own take on what this should look like. How how do they communicate to you? Let, let's say it's, it's a catalog, you know, catalog X, uh, and, and you've got you know the, the summer line that, that you're trying to promote. Other than saying go be attractive, <laughs> wh- what do they tell you?
0: A lot of times they'll have what they call a mood board, which will be various images that kind of show stuff they've done in the past or ideas that they're looking to do now. They might show me another brand's webpage and say, we're kind of moving in this direction. <laughs> I mean, you never know what it's going to be. but And if they don't show me that, I'm going to ask for that because I'm going to want to know sort of what I need to bring to the table. I know that I'm not mm-hmm. in charge of hair. I'm not in charge of makeup. I'm not in charge of the clothes. So... Those people need to ask whoever is in charge of the shoot, which is probably an art director or the photographer sometimes takes that role too, what they are looking for. And the rest of us sort of bring to the table our version of that. And I say it that way because I think that when a brand is hiring a model, for instance, they have an idea in their head of what they want the model to be like. Like she Mm -hmm. looks the way that we want our brand to look. But when they hire me, I'm going to bring to the table my own way of being and my positioning and my expressions and my emotions. So it's like, I can't be exactly an idea only because I'm also a human.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm really taken by this idea of mood boards. I I did not know about that. Tell me more what what actually is there? Is it just a pencil sketch? And how helpful are they?
0: I mean, it's definitely more than a pencil sketch. There'll be images, usually of other shoots. So you get to see a model, it will show kind of what the makeup will look like, or what the hair looks like. And they've just, you know, pulled images from various sources that kind of show what we're trying to get to today. And obviously, all those images look different from one another. But that's why they call it a mood board. It sort of sets mm-hmm. the tone. So I find that to be incredibly helpful because then I don't just stand in front of the camera and say, What now? Like, okay, I know that they're sort of looking for an uplifting mood and they don't mind like some swings of the arms or what. Like, it sort of helps to have this idea in mind so that you don't just stare blankly at the camera and say, What should I do? <laughs>
1: I I think that's one of the great fears that I have of working with models is that everything would have to come from me, that that I would say, you know, lift your arm, twist your hips, whatever. Uh, And I have no clue, frankly. Um, You know, there is a general mood that that I would be interested in, but I don't have the experience or the vocabulary to be a choreographer of a model on on a shoot. Tell me about getting started, before we hit the record button here, you and I were talking several years ago, we met in London and you were showing me a developing portfolio at the time. And you said that you and the photographer that you were working with then were both just really you know, developing portfolios. You, you were finding stuff. Tell me about not, not sort of the commercial stuff, but the collaborations, the fine art stuff, the sort of the experiments. How, where has that gone really well in, in your career and where do you think, uh, you know, neither of us really knew what we were doing?
0: okay yeah two very different questions I think um, I definitely I'm gonna start with the with that we didn't really know what we were doing I do kind of remember one time very beginning stages I worked with a photographer from an art school in New York and he had this idea of like I was sort of a psychic or something we had tarot cards everywhere and that at one point he wanted the makeup artist to like drip hot candle wax over my hand or something. And that wasn't a great idea. So (laughs) I think sometimes you have to think a little bit about the ideas that you're trying to execute. Um, Mm -hmm. but I have had test shoots go very well before. Um, I had a photographer once, he had an idea of what he wanted to do and he brought in a whole team. I mean, it was not a small production. He had the makeup and the studio rental and everything, but he was mostly taking kind of portrait style photos and they turned out really cool. I had some kind of crazy hair going on and stuff, but some of them were a lot more natural. And then he took that those photos and brought them to various clients and eventually, actually sold one of the photos to a toothpaste company in Europe, which was very strange. I've never had that happen from a shoot before, but the toothpaste company then hired me to do their commercial because they wanted it to correspond with this photo, so that was a test shoot that you know we're both kind of like, we want to do something for fun, but then see where it goes and so that was a really cool experience to come from just sort of a day of collaborative work too.
1: Do, do you get to generate art direction and ideas when you're doing that that kind of early work? Do you get to say, hey, let's try this?
0: I think in the very early days, not so much. But now that I'm a lot more experienced and confident about what I'm actually doing, I might be okay saying to a photographer like, oh, I'm interested in trying this. Or I'm, I need some photos that look more like this for my book. And I think that a lot of photographers are really receptive to that, too, because it makes them excited that they are helping me, too. It's sort of like mm-hmm. everybody gets to have that kind of practice when you're on what we call a test shoot, which is kind of more the portfolio-style building right. shoots. Let's take just a quick break. We hope very much that you are enjoying today's episode. The very fact that you are listening to this podcast suggests that photography means a lot to you. And if that's the case, you might wanna have a look at Frames, quarterly printed photography magazine. We truly believe that excellent photography belongs on paper. Visit readframes.com to find out more about our publication. And now, back to today's conversation.
1: So, so t- t- tell me what you want from a photographer. You, you show up on set, whether it's you know just you know you and a buddy, or you and sixty five people. I still <laughs> can't believe sixty five people. But what do you want to hear to make your work the best?
0: Well, like I said, the the mood board is a very helpful thing. I really like when a photographer comes and actually just introduces themselves to me in the beginning of the day, because I think a lot of times it's easy for us to get wrapped up in our separate pieces of the job. I'll be in hair Mm -hmm. and makeup, the photographer will be setting up the set, and then you sort of just come together and now there's a camera in between you. So you don't really know each other. So I really like it when a day starts off and a photographer introduces himself to me and says like, oh, I'm excited to work with you today. Here's what we're going for, let's just talk about the shoot a little bit, you know, it can keep it casual, but it's nice to just kind of hear from them and see their face before they're hiding behind the camera. Mm -hmm. Another interesting thing that I was thinking about before we started recording is that I think from a photographer's perspective, they see you interacting, you the model interacting so carefully with them. And like, it it feels almost intimate, like you're staring right into each other's eyes and you're watching everything they do. But from the model's perspective, like I'm looking at a camera and I don't quite have the same interaction watching the photographer. So there's sort of a disconnect there. And I feel like knowing the photographer ahead of time makes kind of the body language piece of it or the direction, vocal directions a lot more natural I don't think that a photographer necessarily needs to say every piece of direction. Like I want you to have your body in this exact way. I don't think that that's really realistic for a photographer to be able to direct. Even I think that if a photographer kind of gets to know you and says like, Oh, you know, try smiling or whatever, if they, whatever they like from that interaction with you, then you'll kind of produce some more natural looking photos. So. That's always nice to know.
1: <laughs> in in general, are art directors and photographers familiar with your work before you you show up on their set?
0: I would say probably art directors would generally be people who are working more with the brand. So they might right. have looked through your portfolio and your previous work by the hiring process, like before they even got you to work for the brand. A photographer is going to have a call sheet ahead of a job. So they're going to know who they're working with. And I would say that probably most proactive photographers are going to maybe want to look up what this person is like before working together. Well, no. The
1: the reason I ask in in some of the images that you sent me this morning, there's one where you're in a European, you know, grand ballroom of some sort. You've got a big uh, dress on, really elegant, you know, almost, you know, a a 19th century kind of look. And right next to it is this picture of you in, in sort of a super goth mode with very dark eye makeup and stuff. And it dawned on me that if I was the photographer for either of those images, but I knew the other one, that gives me a greater range of imagination. That gives me a greater range of, of saying, hey, let's try this. Right. And, and so I, I'm just wondering, you know, about the interaction between photographer and model and how much history there might be there. Are, are there photographers, that, without naming them, that you especially like working with and why?
0: Definitely. I, I think that a lot of times uh, I kind of develop a relationship with photographers that I work with more than once. I think... Any photographer that I've worked with for a day could develop into that, but sometimes it takes longer than a day to sort of get that relationship going. But yeah, there are a few clients that I work for regularly where I know the photographers that they hire quite well and it makes it very fun and easy. And I kind of learn the rhythm of a certain photographer. And I'm going to say that when you first start a day with a new photographer, there's always a little while of figuring out, are they testing the light? Are they testing their focus? And I'm sort of in my head trying to understand what they're doing when they're taking the pictures. And eventually they kind of get into the, the speed of taking the shot. So some photographers shoot really slowly and then I'm going to move slowly and I'm going to be more intentional about what I'm doing for each frame. And some photographers shoot really quickly. So I'm going to be moving faster, thinking less about it, kind of, you know, just moving. So they don't have every photo look exactly the same. And I think that when you kind of learn the rhythm that a photographer shoots in and you sort of develop this little bit of a dance, which is fun. And you can actually sort of mind read each other like, (laughs) (laughs) And, and it's a really cool thing when I work with a photographer a lot I sort of learn what that is that their rhythm is what mine is and how we work together but I'd say that sometimes takes more than a day of working together so when I look back on a lot of experiences I think like that was a really cool shoot it turned out great but I don't really even know that photographer that well
1: See, that—that—that that, that, that is almost unimaginable to me that, you know, after the first five shots, you're, you're not either the best of friends or the best of enemies. The fact that there can be such a disconnect there is, I guess, you know, one of the things that frightens me, because I, I would want to close that distance. What kind of communication do you have during the process?
0: Yeah, I think that that's kind of why it's important for you to get to know the photographer before the shooting starts because some photographers do like to sort of talk to you while you're shooting. And I'm sure some models that makes their photos more natural to kind of just be responding to the photographer. But at least for me, I find it a little distracting because I'm sort of in my head thinking about the shoot itself and producing these photos and trying to make my body movements natural and everything. But when a photographer is talking to me, that doesn't necessarily help loosen me up. It kind of distracts me from my work when it's happening during the shoot. Not to say that nobody can be talking. I mean, I love a random laugh here and there. But yeah, a positive feedback is really important when a photographer's shooting. I don't want to feel like I look weird. I want them to say constructive criticism. Like, could you try moving your hand back? something not your hand looks weird so like positive feedback (laughs) is really important it kind of keeps the mood light I know you were mentioning the photo before where I sort of look goth or like a moody teenager or something and I included that photo actually because I remember that shoot as being such a fun day we were in this backyard outside of London the photographer's house she kept throwing her kids in the photos. I called it bad babysitter. <laughs> they had, I had all this crazy dark <laughs> makeup on. The the mood of the photos is so dark, but it was such a fun and beautiful day that it like it it was uplifting to work in that environment the whole time even though it wasn't the mood that we were looking for for the shoot. <laughs> like everyone on wow. set was happy. We had biscuits. I mean, it was great. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, Eliza. Now, by the way, everyone listening to this, you got to just Google Eliza Hartman, E L I Z A H A R T M A N N, and 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 you will see the career of an absolutely fantastic person. Eliza, what if you had one bit of advice for everybody who's just beginning to work with models? What would it be?
0: I think it would be to remember that models are human. I think a lot of people kind of look at models like, oh, that's somebody who shows up on a photo only. But when you're interacting with us, we're, we have things to say. We sometimes need to go to the bathroom. We <laughs> like to have coffee in the morning too. Like Whatever it is, just remember to treat us like you would treat your friends. Introduce yourself, be friendly, talk about your interests outside of the job. It's really important and I think that it leads to a better photo shoot overall.
1: That is wonderful. Thank you very much, ma'am. This has been wonderful. Thank you,
0: Scott. Frames. Because excellent photography belongs on paper. Visit us at www.readframes.com.